spooky sound in the distance, like we're in a cabin in wind. remote Montana. <laughs> yeah. If it gets if it gets real windy, that starts like vibrating, like there's a chainsaw over there. Extra special spooky. Mm-hmm. Oh no! If only it were October. It was it was nasty last night. It was dude. real bad. The, uh, yeah, like it got to the point we were driving like probably what were you driving on? The, it was like twenty miles an hour on, on the interstate, interstate. Mm-hmm. Like, on the interstate yeah. on the way home, and even with that, like it was very hard to see people yeah. with how fast it was coming down. After I dropped Caleb off at home, uh, I slid off the road three times on the oh, way home. Like that's it was just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm glad everyone got home safe last night. Me too. I think it was a good call to not. Yeah, <laughs> if if we'd uh, if we'd stuck to it, I probably would have just said, "Hey, look, guys, just just Everybody stay here tonight." Stay here. Yeah, yeah everyone everybody. sleep in the garage. <laughs> we have enough beds that you guys could could have. Two of you would have had to snuggle on a, a big king size bed, but you know, it's not too <laughs> bad. Been fine. Yeah, or all three of us. I mean, if you guys want to get <laughs> huddled together for warmth, you're more than welcome to. Mm, I mean, so I'm pretty sure cold on guys trips. There's definitely been. Five to six people that have slept together on a king size bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hold my wiener for warmth. <laughs> no, there's just a whole bot of little spoons and big spoons. <laughs> I need somewhere to hide my wiener for warmth. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> I'll keep your wiener warm if you keep mine. <laughs> It's so cold outside, guys. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it, it was a very good call to not record last night. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville. Uh, and the cat and the bat, it has a nice ring to it. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author here in Nashville. And I have a complicated plan that really doesn't make a ton of sense, but you won't notice because it's really cool. I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I am a rat with wings. And we're opinionated. And last night, we watched The Batman. Uh, The Batman came out uh, in 2022. It currently has an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was written and directed by Matt Reeves, and it stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, and many others. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. So before we get going, uh, are we? is this First Impressions or not? I think so? Yeah. All right, this is going to be First Impressions episode. That means that this first batch of us talking is going to be spoiler free yeah. we're just going to kind of go into general thoughts no details about the you know the plot or anything like right, that right we're gonna have a little break in the middle and then we'll talk about all the fun plot spoilers and everything sure. so if you're worried about spoilers don't worry about it we're not going to spoil it for you without warning you first yeah um the second thing to say is we watched this last night and not today <laughs> and that's because as we've been talking about the weather just got cr- like we got to the theater everything was fine it was it was not like warm but it wasn't like freezing cold either mm-hmm. and there no no it was like i don't know in the 40s yeah. and no precipitation and we yeah. get back out and it's snowing sideways uh-huh. at a rate of about a million flakes per hour yeah and this is tennessee where like 
I can't remember the last time it snowed like three times in one year, as hard as it has this year. And yet every yeah. time it happens, we call it the snowpocalypse uh-huh. because no one is prepared for it and knows how to handle it. And exactly. we never we never learn our lesson. No one ever learns their lesson. But I don't think every time eggs, milk, and bread fly off the shelf. <laughs> as I, though people were gonna just like start baking just because there's there's <laughs> snow on the ground. Look, it's snow outside, it, you need French toast. If I learned anything from being <laughs> locked in from COVID is that I need to bake bread. Guys, I need French toast for my wiener to keep it warm <laughs> uh um so th- that being said our thoughts may not be like this is it's not as fresh as coming directly from the theater it's, yeah. it's still pretty it's, fresh it's though. like you know it's it's <laughs> it's the next day yeah exactly you know it's um, like that yeah. pizza that she left in the in the refrigerator you're like oh yeah well, we hey, have the trauma of some near-death experiences on the way home <laughs> to uh help to cement the yeah. memory of the film in our memories exactly for, for sure for sure um what do you guys think going into this? Because if I'm honest about my own feelings, watching the trailers, I was like, oh, God, not again. This is, <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this Batman movie because it's Batman. Yeah, this, and Batman has had as many reboots as Spider-Man, if more. not more. Yeah. I, I enjoy Batman, but watching the trailers for this, like, I wasn't bothered by Robert Pattinson as Batman. I mm-hmm. think he's fine. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I have... I've never been a Zoe Kravitz fan. She looks like an a- alien that came to Earth and tried acting. Yeah, it's probably um, better than Halle Berry was. I, <laughs> it is better Probably than better acting. I think I would have enjoyed Halle Berry more. That's all just like personal stuff, though. Like not anything <laughs> right, right. to do with her. Sure. Um, well, what was the first Batman movie you guys watched? Batman. Uh, Very Christian, descriptive. Like 1989, Batman 1989. Christian yeah. Bale Batman. Really? That's the first one you watched? was the first one okay. I watched, yeah. Gotcha. The ones I think I saw on TV were, uh, oh gosh, the guy who is in Ocean's Eleven. George uh, Clooney. Clooney, yes. The Clooney so Batman, Batman and Robin? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like when he, he, the scene where he peels his lips off because yeah. he needed a covering because he was trying to seduce Poison Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. Fun story about that. Uh, at, there was one time... Uh, way back when I was younger, uh, I was hanging out with some co- some distant cousins mm-hmm. of mine, and we were hanging out at their pool. And I was running around the pool, and I slipped and fell and sliced my leg open. Uh, so my dad t- gets me into the car, and we you know we're driving to the emergency room just because I need stitches pretty bad. Sure. We get there. I'm surprised he didn't just grab some super glue and duct tape. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, I was holding the cloth to it to try and sure, sort sure. it on the bleed. And it wasn't like life-threatening or anything, but I, I definitely needed stitches. Yeah, you were open. Yeah. Uh, we get there, and apparently it's mid-flu season. Oh. So there's just a full <laughs> waiting room. And I guess they decided that mine was low priority. Um <laughs> Because in the time that it took for me to get my like to sit in the waiting room and wait to get my stitches, I watched both George Clooney Batman's. <laughs> wow! Oh dear. Um, well, there's not two. There's a Val Kilmer and there's a George Clooney. Then I may have watched it twice. <laughs> like, did, just, did you see the Riddler? If the Riddler was there, it was Val Kilmer. Oh, that was like played by Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, we need to watch and those movies. Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. I am sad I we did know, not do these leading up to this. All I, re- all I remember is that I saw two different Batmans, and then I saw the beginning of Jurassic Park 3, <laughs> and then they took me in to go get me stitches on my leg, and while it was happening, I heard like a, a lady with, I guess, the worst constipation in the world, <laughs> oh, like no. a couple stalls over, just like screaming as a dro- doctor is trying to like remove the poop from her colon apparently that's a problem when you take painkillers is you can't poop anymore yeah so you get a super poop and you might 
not be able to. So that was my experience. Anyway, all of that to say (laughs) that going into the Batman, the movie we saw last night, um, I I had very low expectations, and not even like a well, you know, I'm going to enjoy it, but like it's probably not going to be very good. Like, no, I was not looking forward to going and watching it. Okay, it seemed like it was going to be like ironically way too edgy, and what was was the last movie you watched with Robert Pattinson in it? uh, The Lighthouse. And he did just fine in that. That I was a good one, him. yeah. Um, Last one I saw was one of the Twilight. I films. thought that it was gonna be. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be way too dark. And I complain about this all the time in a lot of modern action movies where they hide a lot of that the poor CG and poor choreography mm. in With dark. Oh, it's yeah. just way too dark for you to see what's going on. And so I was like, this is just gonna be a combination of a bunch of things that annoy me, and I'm not gonna have any fun. So sure. that's where I was going. Going into in. This. Okay. How about you guys? Had you seen trailers? Did you know what you were getting into? Yeah, I'd, I'd seen some trailers. I was actually kind of hopeful about this. Um, I, I there like I liked the tone that it was sort of setting for for the story. I think it was is it. It fit better with what I would like to see from Batman than um, the the Batman the Bale Batman Christian Bale one yeah. yeah like as I think that those were really good movies but they were almost like afraid to be comic booky and this these trailers did not feel like they were afraid to be comic book movie it's gonna take the material seriously but also sure. you know be a little silly with it. Um, and I also was kind of excited just because like I think that that was that's the best bat suit that I've ever seen. Like that's easily mm. my favorite. It's not there's not even a competition for Remember it. Remember the Christian Bale suit where just like for some the reason he nipples. couldn't move his neck. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> well that was actually a a problem. Like you didn't with, see that coming. That was a problem for every Batman's bat suit up until that particular one. Like the one where he actually can turn his neck. The I think it comes in the Dark Knight. He couldn't like none of the Batman up to that point could turn their necks. Yeah, because the cowl is all like part of the shoulder part of the thing, piece, yeah. which is also part of the cape. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> it's real dumb. It doesn't make any sense for like no, for the character doesn't. or anything, but it's just their attempt to like make it look like the comic books in some ways. So you know, wait, and the comics books? Does he never no, move no, his he, neck? He can, but I mean, he just like trying trying like, to trying to do the costuming in a way that evokes the comic book character. Yeah, like they're just they didn't do it. That it's kind of like how most of the Spider Man actors are like, yeah, it's really hard to see in the Spider Man suit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, really? But they don't cut giant eye holes in it like <laughs> the Catwoman mask in this movie. <laughs> oh my god! It looks dumb as hell. <laughs> That one is is funny. I do think that one is pretty funny. So, but yeah, I uh, I had no I, I did not look at the trailers for this movie. I hadn't okay. even heard that it existed until you guys were like, "Let's go see this." Okay. <laughs> and right. so when I heard when I heard like, okay, Robert Pattinson, the Twilight guy, and Andy Serkis, like Goli, Golem is going to be Alfred. <laughs> How is that going to work out? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I can see if how you would be, you might be concerned going into the movie with, with those two as your impressions for the characters. That, and I've seen a lot of iterations of Batman. Yeah. Honestly, I had had a lot of satisfaction with the Christian Bale movies, even if the third one was a bit much. Mm-hmm. So I guess I wasn't expecting to be satisfied by what I was going to see on screen. Sure sure, enough. sure. I, I will say that after watching it, I thought that it was. Comic booky, but not cartoony. Exactly. Um, yeah. I thought it was not like the best movie, but it was very entertaining, and I had a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my concerns going in, especially about the you know how dark it was going to be and how like edge lord it was going to be. Yeah. Both both the the darkness in like how dark each scene is yeah. and how edgy it is 
was used effectively in a way that was entertaining and not in a way that detracted from the movie. It's definitely a dark movie. It's definitely an edgelord movie. <laughs> but both of those were enjoyable as opposed to something where I was like, all right. I'm it was a cringe. Yeah. yeah, I'm not rolling my eyes throughout the movie constantly. Yeah, I feel I like this movie is going to perhaps struggle when it gets to streaming because with as dark as it was, it's going to be really difficult on yeah. a home television yeah, that's, to that's get probably the same fair. experience what we had. I like agree. You're going to need a high-quality OLED in a dark room. In a dark yeah. room. Yeah, this is this is a movie theater movie. This yeah. is not a... Especially, like, I can't imagine watching this movie during the day. Right. Yeah, like, if, if you've at got home. any glare on your screen at yeah. all, you're going to miss like stuff. 90% like, sort of, of the scenes be. are either during the night or on very dark days, mm-hmm. or like dusk just, or dawn, <laughs> and also it's raining. It just almost constantly. Stop raining in yeah. Gotham. Like, yeah, Gotham is rain city. Which I mean, it does that does fit the comic book like uh, motif of Gotham. Like it it's definitely supposed creates to be, an atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's got the right atmosphere for Gotham. Um, what did you guys think? You know, without spoilers, what did you guys think of uh, Pattinson's Batman? I liked it. Um, I think that this is previous Batman have portrayed you know there's the batman and he's he's jokey he's quippy it's very like Clooney uh, era well Clooney era but even Clooney era feels like it's hearkening back to adam west era yeah, yeah, yeah. uh where you know there's a lot of jokes there's a lot of he's having fun and he's like fist bumping robin as they're right them, right <laughs> and this feels a lot more uh brooding and like depressed and not necessarily depressed, but just the kind of like the stereotypical Batman where <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't th- there's that there's that uh, short scene. I forget what it's from, like one of the animated series, but it's like a scene where Batman is like, like they finally defeated the big bad and he's like announcing his love to someone and they're going to go off happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. And it goes from him being like in just like a eternal frown to his mouth goes to neutral he yeah, still does exactly. not smile and it's like that stereotype of what batman is yeah. i feel like robert pattinson does a much better job of being that kind of batman i like this this version of him because this is a version of batman that i'm like yeah this guy is the type of guy that would put on a like crazy suit and go punch people in the face yeah he he does not have a lot of the like suave almost secret agent feel of some Batman adaptations. And he really um, owns the black eye makeup. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, and also you talk about him not owning, like he's not like the super suave man. Yeah. This movie more than any of the other Batman movies makes it feel like, because there's some superhero movies where like Superman swoops in and like, sure they might be like, oh my gosh, it's Superman. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like, a guy dressed in a cape and like onesie yeah. is weird in this yeah, universe. It doesn't. In the Batman, it regularly feels like the fact that he's dressed up as the Batman is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's just owning it because he wants to kind of be weird and creepy to the bad guys. And that's and that's <laughs> the the thing that makes it work, I think, is that like this world does feel a little more uh above normal, I guess is a yeah. way I could put it. Um, but it doesn't feel like like Christian Bale's thing where the Batman part of it is almost secondary. Like mm-hmm. in Christian Bale's Batman, to me, it feels like he could just like be putting on a normal, I guess like uh, tactical ninja type suit and it would not need the bat theme at all. Well, this does not feel like that. There's a very, it feels very intentional that he is being something that is there to be talked about and scary. You guys know there's like, I forget what comic it's from, but there's the, it's a couple panels where, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman are all holding on to Wonder Woman's lasso. Yeah. And she goes, like, I'm 
whatever her real name is yeah. of Themyscira, mm-hmm. and then Superman goes, "Oh, I'm Kal El of <laughs> yeah. of Kal El planet," right? And then Batman goes, "I'm Batman." Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the joke <laughs> is that like Bruce Wayne is. Not, not really per- him anymore. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist. Batman is who mm. he's become. Yeah. And in this one, it, it feels like that. In the moments where we see Bruce Wayne, it very much feels like he's he is no longer in his comfort zone. And right. He's like yeah. Kinda, he's almost like waiting the day out so that he can go back to being Batman again. Yeah. Yeah. And they they emphasize not to get into spoilers, but that he doesn't show up in society really at all. Yeah. So whenever he's, he's there, yeah. he, he turns heads just because. He's outside, <laughs> right? Exactly. Is the exclamation, <laughs> right? I also thought that um, the overall tone of the movie, especially towards the beginning, feels very noir. Yes, and I really enjoy that. It kind of trails off partway through the movie, and yeah. I wish that it hadn't. Yeah, I agree um, with that too. But the dialogue and some of the you know typical to noir, there's some points of narration. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. That's the kind of stuff where I thought it might be like too edgy and I'd be rolling my eyes constantly, mm-hmm. but they, they did it fine. There's a couple points of like X character comes in and gives their backstory exposition stuff. Sure. Where, it, that, where there's a couple scenes like that that I kind of started rolling my eyes. It didn't work for me. But on the whole, I liked the tone of the movie. Uh, and I, I don't know. I thought it was fun and different from a lo- from all the Batmans we've seen before. I think what made those bits of narration from Batman work are that I think a lot of times when you are aiming for that tone, you are trying to say things that sound cool and edgy. He doesn't feel that way to me. This feels like a genuine, this guy's not okay type of situation rather mm. than he's trying to be cool. Type Robert of Pattinson doesn't feel like he wants to be cool. Yeah, he just exactly. wants to beat up bad guys. <laughs> yes, that that does <laughs> Christian, feel like Christian Bale Batman like when he goes and talks to Lucius Fox and mm-hmm. he gets the the Batmobile and his bat gadgets, he's like this is sweet. I'm going to be the cool <laughs> yeah, Batman. Exactly. So what we're saying is Robert Pattinson has no charisma. No, uh, not exactly. He it's that he is not concerned wrong, with though? looking cool. That's that's the difference, I think. Robert Pattinson's got plenty of charisma. He does not portray this Bruce Wayne as very charismatic. If you say yeah, so. I could I could go along with yeah. that. He he is not leveraging his charisma to to like try and make this cooler than it is. He is leveraging his charisma and his acting talent to make it seem like no, this guy's got some serious mental problems, and this is how he's expressing them. And in a way, it's probably a good thing-ish, but there's also, I think this movie goes into a little bit of um, how Batman is a negative force in a lot of ways in mm-hmm. Gotham, not just a purely positive one, even though sure. he does want to have a positive effect. It reminds me of the parts of Spider-Man where he's reviled as this vigilante who's causing more problems than creating solutions. Yeah. I like, though, in the trailer we see the whole, and it's it's a common line among people who are talking about Batman but haven't read very much Batman, mm-hmm. where they're like, but Batman should just be using his money. He shouldn't be doing bat gadgets. He should be. <laughs> Why is he beating up mentally ill people? He should be donating his money, and that's Those it. poor supervillains. It's all Batman's fault for not giving them his money. If he and just throws enough money at it, he can solve all of Gotham's problems. If we're <laughs> honest, it's, his, it's really his fault for not killing his villains. I mean, you're I not mean, wrong. Like, that would, I mean, at least in theory, maybe solve some no, of those but, problems. But the, the, the common line is, like, he could be doing stuff with his money yeah, more yeah. effectively than he is with being Batman. And mm-hmm. in the trailer for this movie, we see some politician lady coming and talking to Bat- to Bruce Wayne and being like, hey, you used to be donating, you know, your, your, family, your family used, used to, to donate be, yeah. a bunch of money. You're not doing that. There's more that you could be doing if you were donating. Sure. And the joke is, like, oh, she doesn't know he's moonlighting as Batman, right? Right, right. 
So they do a and good job of creating that tension in Gotham where there's all this crime. Yeah. And you'd think that you could just wipe the streets with blood and kill all these people and it's somehow going to be better. And yet Batman refrains from that. Mm-hmm. And it complements the film. It creates a sense of tension that you carry along with it and keeps you engaged. Yeah, and And it does a good job of... It's like you said, they show some of the negative impact that Batman's having on his city, but it's it's not a movie about look how bad superhero vigilantism is. Right. Yeah. It's it it there is the balance there. And exactly. It makes it entertaining. Yeah. What do you guys think of the Riddler? Um, I really like this version of the Riddler. I also really like the goofy Jim Carrey esque style Riddlers <laughs> yeah. for very different reasons. Sure. Uh, I thought that this Riddler Riddler was very entertaining. I thought that they should have stopped his story at a very specific spot mm-hmm. and not continued his story past it. Sure. Um, they did, and it started taking away from the character for me. But I really liked him, and I liked the way that you know we we talk a lot talking about other superheroes and stuff about how Batman doesn't really get a chance to be the detective yeah. that he is in the comics a lot. Yeah. I think they did a good job of showing him be a detective in this movie in ways that weren't really boring. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because like, they're, they're, they could have made him a detec- detective in ways that's just not fun to watch. But sure. they do a good job with it, and you have to when it's the Riddler, because the Riddler's whole thing is yes, solving clues. clues. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it was almost a nuisance how quickly Batman was able to solve the riddles. Yeah. But mm. I think in the interest of screen time, you probably had to snip that gap. I like kind, how it's kind of because so, there's parts of it, it takes where, him like five seconds. Sometimes. No, 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 no. There's because there's plenty of parts where he's like this thing. I don't know what that could be. And then he's got to go find person, beat up person sure, and sure. figure out what it is. There's also plenty of the like Dr. House where it's like, <laughs> oh, you sneezed in my vicinity. That reminds me of a time where I remember the perfect solution to the clue. You'd say Dr. House, you, uh, which, you know, Dr. House is a, a play on Sherlock Holmes. Sure. Jim Gordon in this movie is is at times very cool, but also at times is playing like the most stereotypical Watson, Watson. of like, let yeah. me explain this clue for the audience. Let me lay this out in exact terms of Batman. It's what like, do you think about this? It's like, <laughs> wait, Batman. What you're telling me <laughs> is that if I have two slices of bread and put ham and cheese between it, that makes a sandwich. Oh, oh. you're so brilliant, Batman. Yeah, there's definitely. Let me explain this word for word. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of moments of that that I, I just I think it's way too on the nose for that sort of thing. That um, that in my for me that falls into the same camp as the edgy dialogue yeah. and stuff where it's like campy-ish and like I easily could roll my eyes at this in other situations but because of what's built around it I'm just enjoying it. Right. I do want to say that's not the only part of Jim Gordon. There's a lot of things that once we get into spoilers I'll feel a little more comfortable like expanding Mm -hmm. on but there's a lot of things about his portrayal of the character that I like a lot and I'm I'm curious to see. I hope they make sequels to this. I'll say that now. Like I I want to see more of this this take on Batman. When Um, I see this Jim Gordon I just keep thinking is that Neil deGrasse Tyson? (laughs) Thank he's God got, it's not. He's got the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about spoilers. We could yeah. keep not, but I'm, yeah. I want to end this part so we can get into the juicy bits. I agree. Um, well, the final thing I'll say is that I, did, I really enjoyed this movie, this movie and I didn't expect to. Mm-hmm. I think the Batman that they portray is one I haven't seen before portrayed in film. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that he is, 
he seems more youthful than the other ones. Yeah. He's figuring out what does it look like for me to play this role and what impact does it have on my city? Yeah, he's only done this for two years because we see a journal in there mm-hmm. that's like a year two little thing. So um, I, I like that as well. It, it does help, especially, coming off, especially yeah. coming off of um, uh, Ben Affleck's grizzled older Batman. I think this is a, a different take on it and I like that a lot as well. So would you recommend it for folks, Caleb? The world is saturated with superhero content right now, but with that being said, if you enjoy noir, you enjoy Batman, you enjoy DC, I would give it a thumbs up. So yeah, I think it's worth the time. It might be worth seeing in the cinema and not just catching on the streaming services when it comes down the pipe. I I definitely agree, especially because of how we talked about how dark the movie gets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll also say the movie gets dark just like content wise. When we were walking into the theater, I commented to you, Caleb, Mm -hmm. that like, oh, it's another PG-13 Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of I'm kind of ready for them to do an R-rated one. But after watching the movie. They pushed the PG-13 about to where they could push it, and I think they did a really good job. I didn't leave wishing that they'd amped up the violence or anything else from it. Like it's it's a dark movie, and it's it's not your George Clooney Batman. Like this is is not one that you take the nine and ten year olds to see on a whim because it's fun. (laughs) No, no, definitely um, not. (laughs) But I would definitely recommend it. I'd also definitely recommend seeing it in theaters specifically. Yeah, I would say the exact same. Um, Not only because of that, but I think also something we haven't mentioned: the the sound design and the music. I think that there's a lot of impact that that Mm -hmm. will have in a in a uh, theater setting that um, it will not necessarily outside of that. (laughs) Brian and I were sitting outside of the the movie theater waiting to go into it last night sure and it was playing in the theater that's like right by the wall beside us and there's a part where i now know what it was but there was a part where like the entire theater outside (laughs) the theater seemed to rumble just shaking the walls (laughs) yeah exactly and at the beginning there's this moment where he walks out of the shadows for the first time mm -hmm. and his steps are perfectly in line with the beat yeah of Of a very creepy like yeah. music the music yeah. in general i love it does such a good job of setting the tone of of playing into everything that's going on on screen so I, if they you, really you watch this great at job. home when you've got a good sound system this will do right by it yeah yes. for sure for sure it also doesn't feel like any of the other dc movies no um, the the rest of the dc well and marvel to their own extent but everything feels like it's been punched out of the same template yeah this point that's much more of a marvel thing yeah yeah yeah, you're right but well but even for dc it's just that they've got a shittier template um but (laughs) the template is shit it's the template but this movie doesn't feel like it's been punched out of either template and it definitely doesn't feel like a dc warner brothers movie honestly this feels like the kind of movie that Zack snyder thinks he's making (laughs) yes if Zack snyder had made justice league like this movie it would have been great what else has this director directed uh, I don't know, honestly. I'll look it up and I'll let you guys know once we're back from our quick little break. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs> there will be spoilers after this in case that wasn't clear. Oh, yeah. Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. Take care of myself. 
this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. All right, we're back uh, to let you guys know uh, Matt Reeves also directed, or, or sorry, let's see, he directed Dawn of Planet of the Apes, okay. Cloverfield, and oh. he wrote the other War for Planet of the Apes. So okay. Huh. He's done some good stuff. Yeah. Um, I like all of those movies. So. Wait, like the new Planet of the Apes movie? Yeah, the new yeah. No, he's very, very <laughs> old, Caleb. <laughs> Somehow he still has the finger, his finger on the pulse of. Uh, he, he momentarily took his finger off of his own pulse to put it on the pulse of society for a new Batman movie. Uh, he's just been in stasis for a while. What do you guys think of the villains? Because I loved this version of the Penguin. He was I, great. Okay, yeah, we can talk about the Penguin first. I really like the, this version of the Penguin as well. Um, I would have. So the most impactful version of the Penguin that I've ever encountered was in the Arkham City game. They okay. did a really good job of making that Penguin feel like a vicious murder who's like he's called the penguin but he's not really silly at all and he is terrifying in that mm-hmm. in that game and i really appreciate that and i would like to see them lean a little more towards that in this but i like him as like the the okay. flunky henchman of that is like getting ready to take over the gang as soon as there's an opportunity right. and yes. he owns a nightclub and he's yeah. also dealing dope left right and center mm-hmm. they make him kind of a mob boss and it works yeah, yeah it does i also like because It'd be really easy to take out all of the goofiness of the penguin just to make him that vicious killer. Yeah. But they left some of that goofiness in where at multiple points in the movie when he's walking around, he's got a waddle to him. <laughs> yeah. And when he laughs, he's his laugh is like a... You get why he's laugh. called the penguin. Yeah. Like, he's got this creepy hooky nose. Yeah. Which is like because it's all scarred. You can tell he's like been in a knife fight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like he's all scarred up. But it... It, you have fun with the character without it being making fun of the character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that they did a really good job of including him and a couple other like hints towards other um, uh, villains like the Joker at the end. Like I like that part of it. Uh, um, I'm okay with the Joker existing. The line that he delivers at the end where, you know what they say. Eventually, you're a bad enough boy that you turn into a clown. <laughs> I'm like, that is so stupid. That's such a stupid way of telling it. Oh, guess what? Who? Guess who else is in Arkham Asylum? It's it's the Joker. That's okay with it. No, it's such a. Stupid. That's fine with it. I I wanted I wanted to know specifically because they had at the beginning the the thugs that Batman beats up have on clearly Joker makeup, and so mm-hmm. Joker has clearly had some sort of presence in this world, and I'm curious to see what. They and the will fact do that he's that. in the Arkham Asylum. Kind of implies uh, that, implies that they've already had their first tussle. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'd like to see what where they what they do with that going forward. Um, yeah, but but, I, but you brought it up, and this is one of the because there's a couple points that stick in my mind as like, man, this dialogue is getting lame. <laughs> and it was this. Um, I also was not a fan of the. So eventually, and I'm skipping to the end, but eventually uh, Batman, you know, they catch the Riddler sure. and or the Riddler lets himself be caught yeah. and goes to Arkham Asylum and Batman goes to talk to him and the Riddler is like, Bruce Wayne. And you're supposed to think like, oh, he's figured out who Batman yeah, yeah. is. The movie is right. very much implying and that that's then, what happened. And then there's a twist where he's like, don't you agree that Bruce Wayne's a bad guy, huh, Batman? And it's like, that's stupid. I don't agree. No, I don't agree with that at all. That was very well done. He wasn't going to explicitly rat him out in that moment. 
But then it didn't make any sense because he lays an egg and goes nuts later on. And you think he would change his mind. No, I think he just genuinely didn't know that Batman was Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he had no idea. That's my takeaway, ultimately. He really, really, like, he loves Batman. He hates Bruce Wayne. And I like that as a um, way of dealing with this character because it takes him from a very terrifying character to you suddenly see, oh, no, this is just a very pathetic individual who has gotten his way into a situation where he can do all these horrible things. I, sure. I like that they are taking away all the mystique because he's got like this, it's like Zodiac-esque uh, suit and and like these ciphers and he's presented himself in a very like scary, menacing way. He's like the, the Zodiac killer meets his, an incel. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Zodiac killer was definitely an incel, but he, well, I'll the be honest, mo- I haven't talked to Zodiac killer before, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know much about him. Fair. He's got the incel look, but I don't get that vibe quite as much as <laughs> other characters we talked about but this guy like the moment you see his face like oh yeah this actor did an excellent job portraying the character mm-hmm. but his face is the most he, he looks like he's one of the Poyle brothers from uh <laughs> from always sunny he's yeah. definitely got a soy boy kind of face exactly you know what he's from he's the dude he's the preacher from there will be blood oh is he yeah okay. i haven't actually seen that movie you okay that's a <laughs> I might pick that for whatever month because sure. that's a great movie. Sure, I'm down for that. But yeah, like I, I think that they did a really good job of taking him from someone who was incredibly menacing to going, oh no, you're just a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Like and and a pathetic crazy person in in yeah. how you have have handled yourself. And I like that about that deconstruction of the character. And you also see that like for all of his, uh, I, I guess I'll use the word brilliance. For all of his brilliance, he is deeply wrong about Batman and how he sees Batman. And I like all of that about the scene. What I don't like about this climax is it feels like at a certain point in the movie, the movie derails from Riddler plot to get into like uh, Wayne family politics. And I don't think that serves the movie as Uh well as it should have. Um, I think that that really took away a lot more than it added. I like the aspect of like, the, the Wayne family's kind of creating this, the Riddler, that sort of works. And I like the parallels of like him hating Bruce because Bruce is also an orphan, but is it's not the same at all between the two of them, like right. and their experiences of that. Oh. But um, I just don't think that the, I think the movie slows down way too much when it starts getting into Bruce's uh, family's past and all that. It loses of that. its focus yeah. a yeah. lot. We're jumping to the end of it here, but I also have, I take issue with, it feels like this film ended probably three or four times and it yeah. just kept on going that's true yeah it should it should have ended i it could have ended once they caught the riddler and then like just have it where oh my secret plot was that you catch me but then oh you didn't figure out the plan quick enough and now all my my van bombs blow up the seawall and you got to go save people right suddenly it's about politics well it's, it's about politics and it's about family drama like yeah I mean, I don't a, know. I don't know why I care that Bruce Wayne's mom was a little crazy. I I think that there's an interesting story in the 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 foundation of Bruce becoming Batman and his his belief in his family and all of that and and sure. what he sees there. I think there's an interesting story there to tell. I don't think that it got the right level of focus in this movie to do. There's a lot of subtle things that like, they do I play with. I feel like with. you could have left that part of the story to. Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne, like 
potentially involve the mob in his own political rise, right? I almost feel, I feel like, like you could have left it there and then had that that the whole chunk of that story end when he goes to visit Alfred and Alfred is like, oh, actually, I mean, it kind of does end there. That's that's sort of where it does end. Well, it ends for a minute and then it gets back to family drama again later with the Riddler. In what way? You mean just him explaining the differences of their childhoods or? Oh, wait, I got it. I got it. Twi- See, this is this is the problem with us doing this a day later. <laughs> I got it twisted around. Yeah. Well, I almost wonder if they couldn't instead. No, I, I'm wrong. <laughs> they, they couldn't have made the final portion of this movie into the beginning of another film. Yeah. Where the crisis that the vans detonating creates in Gotham could be a great premise for another villain having their formative moments that twist them into they who kind of becoming set a problem up for that the rest of the pain because they're like because they talk about, take over well, they yeah. talk about it's going to be you know catwoman's like you know it's going to be hell for you it's going to be a power grab you're going to have so many bad guys to yeah. punch mm-hmm. and then it fo- and then it like zooms in on the penguin grinning over mm-hmm. the you know messed up city yeah i i honestly think the best place to end this movie is that moment where batman has um put that girl into the like neck brace stretcher thing to get her off of the the roof of yeah. the building and they fly away and he's looking up and it's got you know the light on him and that's very thematically different from what we've got from the beginning where he steps out of the shadows I, mean, that's I think the movie that would be effectively ended anyway yeah I think that like if you have him like staring up into the sky having helped someone and having had this realization that he can't be vengeance alone sure. he needs to be justice rather than that I think that would be a much stronger place to just go like okay he's looking up credits okay I want your guys opinion on something mm. this could just be my own like dislike for the actress but <laughs> in my mind you do not need catwoman for this movie <laughs> like at all like at all like i don't know what she brought to this movie I the c- only thing that she brings is like oh she's got her own like oh you, you know it's like a simultaneous we're both kind of learning and dealing with our fucked up upbringings yeah and she's going to talk to her dad who's a mob boss and try and take him down while Bruce is dealing with learning about how Thomas Wayne was kind of screwed up once. I'm not going to lie, I agree. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know why she's in here. I don't like her design. She doesn't do some of the Let's cool... talk about her mask. <laughs> her mask <laughs> is dumb. It's a big It's a big sock that she cut extra... It's, it's a ski mask. Yeah, she made those eye holes way bigger. Uh, it's a ski mask, and also she just like scissored off the bottom three inches so that the, the there is no neck to it. It yeah. goes across her ears, and it crushes her nose, and the entirety of bottom half of her face is visible, someone, along with both of her eyes. As someone who wears knit wool hats, let me tell you, the moment she tilts her head backwards, that thing is just going to come off. <laughs> it's, I, it's dumb. That part of her design is annoying. The like Her her nails being so That would be big, such a miserable like, way to live. Like I, I'm okay with Catwoman having like, longer sharper nails or whatever mm-hmm. but the the specifically the design in this movie is like comically absurd i don't i think you are drastically overstating that um i i think that the mask is a reference to a specific comic book version of this character it's and a dumb what, design what in the is. comic i, I eh, you <laughs> know yep. i see where you're coming from i'm not as offended by it as you guys are i um, don't I, I will say this if you are going to cast zoe kravitz a woman who has like just the most outstanding cheekbones of any human being alive. Don't give her a mask where the only thing you see is her most identifying feature, which is those cheekbones. I wonder who this but, person could be. Yeah, exactly. How it's do you feel about like it? In Green Lantern where they can see like, are you Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. How could you tell? <laughs> I don't see. And I'm not like, 
I don't want like the Halle Berry like oh I want slutty Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, like, but what no. about the last Catwoman we saw, who was the uh, Prince's Diaries girl? Oh, uh, remember Anne that one? Anne Hathaway. She, she has like she the is... weird the ears turn into the goggles, <laughs> and so she dumb. had the giant heels. <laughs> so dumb. I, I that her she is completely forgettable to me. Uh, Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway or... okay. Catwoman. In Which one's worth though? In in this movie, I well I like Anne Hathaway as an actress better than Zoe Kravitz, but that's neither here nor there. I. In this movie, her design is fine, except for the nails and the hat, in my opinion. And also, I I kind of want her to be better at being Catwoman. Because, like... <laughs> I think... Okay, so for me, I think that the where she is at the beginning is really interesting. I like her her um, trying to like make things better for this other person who's also a working I'm down, girl. I'm and, down like, with that's that. A, I think yeah. that all works really well. I like sure. her like escaping her um, apartment in like a cool acrobatic way, yep. and just going all that. How I she like, like she she does her little you know she's got the rope and she comes mm-hmm. in through the skylight yeah. to steal the passport. Honestly, pretty much everything until like she and Robert Pattinson start like kind of making eyes at each other, mm. and it's revealed that like Falcone is. Her, her dad I don't like any of that because I don't care like something about oh that does not gosh. make it work and, and that, this, this that, is an important thing there's zero chemistry between these two as, <laughs> as actors and I think I like that on Robert Pattinson's Ro- romantic end. chemistry yeah exactly because I feel I think there is some like action chemistry between yeah them. they can they fight well together, where they right? fight yeah, well sure. together but specifically romantic it just feels Here, dead yeah, i'm just not sure you needed to have the romance in this film like, yeah, have but them if you're including catwoman in a batman film they smooch at some point i'm sure I'm it okay. doesn't have to be in the first movie i'm okay with the fact that like robert pattinson's batman is into her obviously because he very clearly has no fucking idea Dude, how to handle rejected it. from that last kiss <laughs> yeah. i was laughing yeah there's there's a lot that was of great there's a lot of that in there he like he is a a very very awkward, very strange human being in a lot of ways in this. He's not the suave Bruce Wayne character that we're used to. And so I really like the fact that he has this like understated, he's clearly interested and doesn't know how to handle it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. That's all really strong. I don't get any understanding of why Zoe Kravitz would be into this guy. Like that, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. There's nothing there that makes me like, oh yeah, they're definitely good. She definitely wants to bang him because of that chin. I guess that's all that there is and to it. And it starts <laughs> way too fast too. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're, they're like, he sneaks up behind her, and I have to assume that she doesn't know who he is at first, yeah. right? And then like, I mean, I don't spark. think she ever knows exactly who he is. No, no, no that it's oh, who bat? Oh, yeah, she doesn't yeah. know about Batman. She's okay, like, yeah. who are you? And so, like, they spar for a minute, and then he like, oh, here comes a guard coming to check on the passport room, mm-hmm. and oh, what's gonna happen? And so he like holds her like and covers her mouth, but it's. It's a weird pose. That I mean, they, I'm okay with that. Like, I think that part kind of works in a, like, okay, there's it some... It feels like it escalates from we don't know who each other is and we're fighting to we're doing fuck me eyes at each other way too fast. We're both cut from the same cloth, so we know that we need to be sneaky right now. That's a, that's the <laughs> other weird thing. I, I do like the fact that, like, she and, and Riddler and some, I think some other characters also are all making assumptions about Batman, and they're all sure. wrong. Yeah. And that's that's hilarious to me. I think that's a fun mm-hmm. way to play this entire situation because mm-hmm. that's how a character like Batman who exists in the shadows and intentionally wants rumors to exist about himself. Like, he, that's the purpose of what he does. He says that at the beginning. Is yeah. that, like... The reason he operates the way he does is you know, the, the so bad we, guys are constantly worried that he could pop up out of any shadow. Yeah, that that opening scene is oh, it was like great. Uh, it's a brilliant. I I love. I think that, mm-hmm. that works as well as a short film for me as the opening of the Dark Knight does as a short Joker film. Yeah. Honestly, maybe that should have been what the preview was. I mean, I didn't watch it for all I know. I don't. I 
wrong know it, it was that. No. I mean, they did take significantly from it. Like that, most of what you see in that that preview, if I remember correctly, is like from that. The sure. the the scene of him beating the shit out of that guy is from that. <laughs> and that's on. Like that's one thing I will say. I do wish that we had gotten more of that brutality because using that as the um as the opening moment of violence for the trailer set me up for a Batman who is way more vicious than this turns out to be. Yeah. Before we get off of Catwoman, remember that moment where she's all mad at him and then suddenly she turns on a pin and is gushing about her backstory? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the other yeah, scene yeah. where it's just like, okay, we cool, like kind of edgy. We're not going to unroll our eyes because we're having fun sure, dialogue sure. and then just cut straight into the like from every cookie cutter superhero movie. She even does the like you and I we're not so different line. I, and I, I don't like, know how many times okay, I've heard that okay, line. Okay, I would I would have a bigger issue with that if when she says it, everything that she said leading up to it is obviously a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> and that, that get that grants it an irony that I enjoy. Like she sure. I, I like that part of it, but I do agree that like that well, whole she's just thing, spilling her beans about when I grew up, yeah. my mom was a working girl for Carmine. Yeah, Falcone. she should have like you it, this would have all been way more effective if she's like, look. That asshole is my dad. I'm going to hurt him because he's hurt me and my mom. That's all you need. Yep. Like you don't need the whole the whole like tortured existence of her backstory. Right. Like if you just give her you don't need that that like it's fine long for, it's monologue. It's fine for the character to have that backstory. Yeah. The way that you find out about it in this movie does not fit tonally with that with the rest of the movie. And that's why granted I know that with the the the, the, the paternal part where her family is tied to who winds up being one of the villains. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to ignore for the moment, but it doesn't feel like this contributes. This could have been like this chemistry, this unveiling of one's past. Mm -hmm. I think it should, you should have taken more time to introduce these facets of her character. So it seems less rushed and it seems more organic. And maybe they can actually develop some freaking chemistry. <laughs> sure. I Yeah. Like ultimately, I do think that in a lot of ways, Batman and, and Catwoman's like you could have kept thing... it with the "fuck you, Batman" instead of. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be You also could have kept Catwoman out of this movie, and it would have been fine. I mean, I I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't think that the the taking her out of it would be the most effective way. I think that you could make this whole thing a a more effective examination of these characters and the similarities between them. That's a there, there's good thematic sure. content there. Sure. Um, I guess I just get. I I guess I just got annoyed with. The character, yeah. for scenes like that exposition scene, sure. yeah, a number of times. There were scenes in, involving her that were really cool. I liked when uh, she's teaming up with Batman and she's got the little uh, contact lens in. Yeah, and <laughs> Batman's he, wanting her to do one thing; she's wanting to do another. There, yeah, there's good and, I, and there. I really like that because yeah. I was like, "Ooh, I like this character now. Like, mm -hmm. that's cool." Because initially, she's she's got hesitation. Batman wants her to go talk to this thug and she's like, no, if I do that, I might get roped in. Yeah. And he convinces her to do it anyway. Right. It seems like Catwoman has to have her own distinct identity and agenda. Yeah. They're and like, I, they're dancing yeah. around each other. Mm -hmm. They're never on the same team. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and I like that in this movie, in that scene, um, there's the scene where they both show up at the, uh, like the drug manufacturing plant. Yeah. Oh, and, that's and, a really good one. I, she the, finds out that her, her friend is dead. Mm -hmm. She finds her, her body and everything. Yeah. And I like how, we're still on the right track there. I like how betrayed uh, Batman feels of like, this is what you were doing. You just really wanted money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And he's so grumpy about it. And that's what I like about it is that he's, he's 
almost a whiny baby about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought you were this cool, hot girl that was I was going to make out with later. You turned out to just be into this for the money. I like what a weirdo Batman is. In yeah. It's my favorite thing about him. Especially, like, even, even the very classic, like, I don't use guns, mm-hmm. right? In this movie, there are multiple times where... That is very inconvenient. (laughs) And like, you are getting shot a lot for someone who will not return fire. Man. And it, it, it makes it feel, it makes it feel more of like, this is an actual moral code and just like a decision that he's made for better or worse. Yeah. And it feels like a stronger character decision than just like, yeah, it's it's classic Batman. I don't use guns, but here I've got my bat. Pellet gun. <laughs> pew, pew, right? yeah. like, I don't feel I, like there were enough consequences to him having that code, however. I was going to bring this up. He takes a lot of bullets. <laughs> At one point, he a gets lot of shotgun punishment in the general. Nuts. And when he gets shotgun, it's like he finally felt it. The rest of the time, it just seems like he experiences no consequences for it whatsoever. Whereas if you talk to or hear stories about someone who's worn a bulletproof vest and taken a sure. hit, yeah. it, they describe it being like being hit with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And he is just shit. Like it is just dust off the shoulder. Here, he here's, I will not say, even a grimace. Well, and, and I will say I would have more of an issue with that if they hadn't given us the shirtless Batman scene where like he's changing because Alfred's like, Hey, we have company coming over. So he goes and changes and you see that his body is just mangled. Not, Enough for me, right. especially. And I don't get a cause and effect so like, from it being things like bullets. It's on At the a, right track for me enough that where I'm like, okay, he's he's taking damage and it's just part of the job for him. So. At several points in this movie, they go out of their way to show him getting really fucked up, yeah. like badly. <laughs> like he's, favorite, oh no no, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, when he's he's yeah. He, <laughs> he does the Batman <laughs> swoop off a building. Yeah. What? And, oh, he just and that was a really shit. interesting scene where he's running from the cops mm-hmm. and this tension with the law is coming to a climax <laughs> and he's got and that, he, yeah, he, go out of nowhere he like pulls a string on his suit and suddenly his cape turns into a full-fledged wingsuit yeah and what i like is that he's looking out over the edge hearing the guys coming from behind and he has this look of i don't i've not done this before i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure how this is gonna go I think, I think at one point he's even like oh no <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then love he that. jumps off the edge, and and it works. Uh, granted, he's dropping altitude really fast, which is like, okay, you're the Batman. That's kind of your thing. But every time I've seen someone in a wingsuit, mm-hmm. you want to maintain as much altitude as possible. He's yeah. base jumping, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he starts closing in on this. It looks like he wants to land on a bus that is <laughs> approaching an over an underpass, mm-hmm. and he pulls his parachute at the last possible second. So he'll land on the bus. <laughs> And the parachute catches the underpass and just (laughs) yeets his face into the concrete underneath the bridge. And he like flies off and hits a car. It like that should have killed a man. Absolutely. It 100% should have killed him. And so you mentioned that he takes his shirt off earlier in the movie. He takes his shirt off after this happens again. And like he needs to be like like bruised, bruised like and, and beaten up. up and yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have really helped. Or, or at like, least getting he, up and limping for a couple seconds. He yeah, does, like, he does. He gets he does, up and limps, he limps around. He okay, limps maybe away I, from maybe this. Maybe I glossed oh, over God. that. He limps away from this, but it, it, it that's that's it's done after that. Like, mm-hmm. he's fine after that. And I would have liked for, like, when people aren't looking for him to, like, show some of that um, some of that damage that he's accumulated. Because he also, like, it's not just that. He also gets hit more than any other Batman he I've does, seen. He does, and I like yeah. that. It's great. It really adds to the sense that he is, it, it adds some realism to And also, fights. not just hit, because there's plenty, like, Christian Bale got hit, but he just, like, 
blocks it with his arm. And right. like, oh, no, he I gets mean, hit like, in the stomach. And I was like, okay. Yeah, he, he came across as being like, invulnerable more so than this Batman. Yeah, exactly. Robert Pattinson Batman gets hit and like dragged backward and slammed on the concrete by his cape. Mm-hmm. And he gets dragged around. And he's like, yeah. he, he is not constantly winning. The, I mean, he, he ends wins. up winning all the fights, but he's he, not winning the entire time through the fight. He's not effortlessly winning. That's that's what there there is some some damage that goes on, and I like that there is a lot of mental trauma that they're working through with the character. I wish the physical trauma was as much of a a thematic element as as there was there. Yeah, it um, shows up really briefly at the end when he takes the shotgun to the testicles and he's got to like <laughs> inject himself with what looks like Bane juice. It looks yeah, like Bane uh-huh, juice. It does. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very curious to see if they'll go that direction with him because I could see a very interesting Bane movie with this version of the character. But anyway, after the, when he takes the bridge to the face, shortly after that, we have the car chase. How'd you mm-hmm. guys feel about that? I the, really, really enjoyed this it, car chase. It is an amazing car chase. Like, uh, taken it, on its own. Let's start with the, I adore it. the Batmobile that they created. Oh, man. It is so different from the incredibly stylized well, and, one from the old days, mm-hmm. as well as the tumbler we saw in the Christian Bale flash. Yeah, and, and I'd, I'd say that about almost all of Batman's gadgets in mm-hmm. this feel very, like, Batman, the Bat cycle is a motorcycle mm-hmm. where the windscreen is a little bat-eared, yeah. right? And it's his not, hooks, like he's it, got it, the grappling hooks, are on his arms all the time. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. yes. And and his his Batmobile is a a souped up car. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, like a, he's put a gen engine in the back, but it's, <laughs> yeah. back, it's like but a muscle it's car, car. Generally yeah. speaking, his exactly. batarang he doesn't even throw as a batarang. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a bat shaped knife. Yeah, that he can. It's yeah. his insignia. And we never see off. the bat belt. Like he's true. supposed to have yeah. this bright ass yellow thing on his otherwise <laughs> black figure. That he's right. pulling shit out of all yeah, the time. Yeah, he's supposed to. We use never his, get that. And then when the seawalls flood and the sharks come in, he's supposed to have his bat shark repellent, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I, I love like this car. I like that the gadgets in this are also kind of. To- Don't but, get me wrong. I really love outlandish comic, like goofy ass gadgets. Right. It's one of the things that I miss a lot from James Bond movies. Is mm-hmm. I like it when there's a stupid like. This is my sonic watch, and yeah. it'll break skyscrapers <laughs> yeah. of glass or whatever. Right? And my car is like sledgehammer proof and has missile launchers right. and oil slicks and tacks in it. I really enjoy. Like, I can shoot a bola out of my front headlight. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like I really enjoy that kind of thing. But it's fun and different in this movie, and mm-hmm. all it, of it feels like stuff that he put together himself, yeah. and that has a very distinct. Add addition to the tone of the movie, and I, I appreciate that. And I honestly just like this Batmobile because, in a lot of ways, because it is like more low rent but has a fucking jet engine. Mm. It it just feels cooler when than it, even when the it tumbler is did. Souping up mm-hmm. when it's like when he's fi- he's priming the ignition yeah. for that jet engine. Yeah, it sounds like the Millennium Falcons it, get ready. It to has take the off. same effect as hearing him. You talked about how effective the opening scene is when you see these thugs yeah. and you hear Batman walking out from the darkness, but he's you hear like 30 steps before he actually comes into the light <laughs> yeah. scene here. The it's Batmobile this- souping up does that same effect mm-hmm. where you hear the sound and you just see like this blue flame and like... You don't, but you can't see the car itself yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever get a great look at the car itself. Not particularly. Like, there's some moments where you can yeah. see it pretty well, but this is all a very much a night scene, and you don't get a huge amount of, of vision on it. <laughs> the one thing I will say about so I love that, and I love the chase that ensues. It's, it's like heart pounding. They really it's do heart an amazing it was job. Amazing. Yeah, and and even just the way that it was filmed, there mm-hmm. were some very creative camera angles and and things like that mm-hmm. in this in this scene of the chase that made it feel like I was engaged in it the entire time. Yeah. Cause I've seen, 
I've seen Fast and Furious car chases enough that I'm like, I yeah, okay, here comes the the drone shot. And exactly. This other, but that wasn't the case for this car chase. It it's, was great. It should this this car chase should not have worked in my opinion because it's so cluttered. There's so many cars on the mm-hmm. road. There's so many moving pieces of different vehicles getting involved in this, but you never feel like you don't know where both Penguin and Batman are, in my opinion. There's that, and this is this is one of the scenes where I think they use your inability to see everything mm-hmm. effectively. There's another scene later where Batman's like fighting a bunch of guys who are shooting at him after the power's gone out. Oh, yeah, it feels very. It, it reminds me of uh, the Rogue One, Darth Vader coming yeah. down the hallway. It's, it's in it's in the trailer. So if you've seen at least yeah. the trailer, you know the um, scene we're talking about. But that scene and this car chase scene work in my opinion, because there's a lot of care and attention put into the reason that you can't see what you can't see. Yeah. And they're intentional about... They, it's very specific what they let you see when you get glimpses of what's right. going on. Right, right, And it only works because the rest of the movie does a really good job of letting you see all the action and letting you see what's happening to the different characters, even though it's super dark throughout the movie. Right. There's always some light source enough, that, you know, whether it's like, oh, here's like the really deep red light of the club yeah. or like the like kind of gross yellow light of the street lights. Sure, There's sure, always sure. enough for you to see what's going on unless they're speci- they intentionally don't want you to see what's going on. Right. And yeah. it's not an afterthought. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, and this car chase does great. Oh, man. Especially that shot where Penguin's looking in the mirror. And he thinks he's and won. He th- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean before <laughs> or after the explosion? Well, like, like the explosion is happening. He's looking back like, I got you. I got you. Well, for and then me, Batman's there was a... fucking car comes rolling out of the fire. That was great. But there was a moment just like 30 seconds before it when... Penguin thinks he's gotten away, mm-hmm. and the Batmobile suddenly shows up, and he's tearing <laughs> around cars with this fucking flame coming out the yeah. back, and he's just got this oh shit look on his mm-hmm. face, and it communicated to me this vibe of you cannot get away from this thing. Exactly. It is coming, and you cannot escape it, and it just hammers that nail home when he comes riding over the ramp through the fireball, yeah. and they're like... And Penguin absolutely shits his pants. <laughs> yeah, he does. And, and let's be clear, this isn't a Batman who like lays down some tacks and then your car <laughs> spins around twice and you're good. No. This Batman slammed demolition <laughs> derby style into the paint like Flipping like thirty seven. He's like, yeah, I won't yeah. use guns, but f- I don't care about cars. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll end you. Uh, yeah. And, oh my gosh, the penguin could have died. Uh, the, oh, easy. The now, one thing that doesn't see. actually bother me, but I kind of laugh a little bit, is generally speaking, the city is pretty cool with a Batman, despite him do- causing this much destruction. I hate this about this scene. <laughs> I really want, like, I love the scene in isolation, mm-hmm. but in the greater context of this movie where they're paying, like, so much attention <laughs> to, like, how the news views all of this stuff and all the politics yep. of everything, Batman as a, as a person should have, like, the entire city turned against him because easily dozens of people probably died in that, in that crash. That's fair. Like, Easily, and Easily. I'm not talking like villains and bad guys. I mean like truckers uh, who are doing a job. And some moms some... driving their kids home from like <laughs> um, we see a yeah. whole bunch of like sedans and minivans uh-huh. that are, wind up getting pancaked into this exactly ex- burger explosion. And yeah. there's no acknowledgement of that at all. And like I I want to be into this, but it's not right for the tone that the movie has set up to this point. Especially when yeah. the ending is going to be so. Uh, focus on Batman saving normal people from horrible consequences. And the, and the way that previous Batman movie gets movies get away with this a lot of the time is that 
the civilian cars don't get any focus on them. All the cars that are used for ramping or mm-hmm. slamming into walls or whatever are all filled with henchmen who are like exactly. shooting at the back car or whatever. Exactly. Right? And it's in this one is just the penguin trying to get away. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of like family vans. <laughs> Collateral that are damage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's there's just a couple of different things like that that take away from this movie for me, unfortunately. And I, I want to I, I want to give this movie like the perfect rating, but I can't because of things like that where it's like and there's a couple other things like right before this when um they are suddenly getting shot at on the way out sure. of uh, like he's just found that that you know they've killed the 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 prostitute and they are um dealing with like he's like you did this for money blah 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 and then the penguin <laughs> and his goons just come out and light his ass up and he hits mm-hmm. the ground and we don't see him again until like I guess he has somehow snuck into his car. And the problem with that scene is the way that it's edited, it goes from, like, he's on the ground, probably unconscious, to, like, oh, his car is turning on and revving up, but Mm. you can't see him in the car. So I thought he just had, like, a remote control that he was turning on. And so there's a a few moments like that where things are just not quite as good as it really could be. Yeah, that took me out of it as well. Yeah, I, I really wish that they had been able to make those those moments work as well as the rest of the movie does. But So yeah. it's interesting that we haven't talked about Falcone really at all up to this point. Yeah. He's kind of an afterthought, he, honestly. There Despite are, being the guy who owns the city. Yeah, there are things that I like about that a lot. I like that the mob is the serious threat of the story because that's what would start a Batman character. Like, that's where his origins should be, not mm-hmm. with, like, some comic book villain character like uh, the Joker turning <laughs> out to have been. Yeah, something like that. Um, I, I like that they want to give so much attention to the importance of the gangs in Gotham being the source of so much of its problems, but... It feels like this guy is only there in order to, one justify Catwoman being yeah. inside of this movie and two justify the final seemingly excessive act where we get into the Wayne family drama yeah that's that's really what it is and I don't I don't love that I like the idea that Batman doesn't know who his who killed his parents and all of that that's that's a fun twist on on his usual story um, but I don't think that the way that this family drama is handled is great and I think it takes away more from the movie than it adds I I can I can agree with you to an extent, but I I like his inclusion specifically because of how it ties into the Riddler. Because yeah. I like the idea of the Riddler being a step ahead of Batman, where Batman solving the clues that the Riddler is leaving behind mm-hmm. is enabling the Riddler yeah. to continue his acts of violence later. Yeah, and he's almost depending on Batman yeah. to do that. He, he actively thinks that Batman is helping him, and I love that that contrast of their their characters of like he has completely misunderstood what their um relationship is sure even even if that wasn't the case mm-hmm. even if he was like batman's a good guy i'm just gonna kind of screw with him yeah for him to still be a step ahead of batman to the point where batman is enabling the yeah. violence that he's doing mm-hmm. by like like specifically with falcone where he gets him arrested brings him out to the light and Riddler's able to shoot and kill him. Yeah. Batman's an unstoppable force, and as such, he can be manipulated and directed. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I really appreciate that. And I think that that becomes especially clear in this scene specifically mm-hmm. where he they finally catch Falcone and bring him out to yeah. be arrested right yeah i also just like that the riddler wins essentially in this movie like he doesn't his plan yeah. does not go off without a hitch and batman is able to mitigate a lot of the worst of what could have happened right um but he, he stops like, the goon squad from coming from out and lighten up lighten the civilians up. Yeah. yeah and like i think that that is a really a really fun thing, but I love that the Riddler basically all of his plan except for the final culmination 
he wins. Like he killed Fal- Falcone. He killed a whole bunch of really important people in. He the, killed the, the mayor. He killed like the, the D- commissioner, the, the commissioner, DA. the DA. And yeah. This is like Project Mayhem from a uh, Fight Club. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um. And you know, if he had had the chance to like just destroy the rest of the political machine by you know having his his goons kill everyone sure. in there, that would have been a much greater blow. I really like that Batman is able to stop that, but he didn't stop the bombs from going off. Like Gotham is still fucked. Like that, no. that that all that water is still flooding the entire place, and it's it's genuinely horrifying to Deploy see. Deploy the bat sponges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At one point, the Riddler is getting on Batman's case for not having kept up with what his actual plan was. Mm-hmm. He spe- specifically says it was all there. Yeah. Is that something where you felt like there actually were clues the audience could pick up on in a second viewing, or it was just you just haven't found the stuff underneath the carpet? No, yet? no, it was. Stu- I don't think it was stuff you could have seen because so much of it's hidden behind ciphers. Even even the one where Batman goes back to Riddler's apartment and pulls up the carpet, and oh, there it is. Like, even if I'm a carpenter and I know that that's a carpentry tool, yeah. like. The movie itself hasn't focused on, look, there's this big green carpet down here that everyone's ignoring. It, it hasn't shown us the steps to where we could figure it out on ourselves, and mm. I don't think it's trying to be that kind of movie. I, I think that what it is is Batman should know that there is more to this because yeah. I felt like there was more to this. Um, yes. and I kept waiting for the Riddler's apartment to blow up with Batman in it. Because yeah. it kept showing like the headsets that it had yeah. there with the like ev- all the evil guys must die written on it. I, I mean, it's got all these like PCBs and soldering irons and wires yeah. going everywhere. You could very easily have a whole bunch of pipe bombs. Yeah, exactly. Especially, I thought when he said what's black and blue and he's because like and, and dead. Yeah. And you, and that was going to be when he I don't know, Hit something went off. Something I, like, I yeah, kept yeah. waiting for like, Where's the booby trap? Like when Batman reaches into the bat cage to grab the final letter addressed to him, I thought like, oh, that's going to trip something up. It's going to set the apartment up. Something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just he has an affinity especially, with bats. Especially because the Riddler let himself get captured. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why that makes any sense if you're not like, like why get captured just so that you can meet Batman? I mean, because he's a crazy person. And that's, what, that's his that real goal. You could do differently besides being arrested, you could somehow orchestrate things. If you're yeah. so smart and able to manipulate situations, why not create one where it's just the two of you, the, but the you're only, still safe? The only thing that, the only reason that him being arrested, getting himself arrested, like I thought, I think it would have been really cool because the Riddler's whole, like, the re- his reasons behind all this is because he's trying to bring these people who are corrupt and lying into justice. Uh-huh. And it's very vigilante. I'm gonna, just going to kill them because they're bad right. guys, right? And so I like the idea that, you know, maybe at the end of it, he's like, and I'm a bad guy too, so arrest me. Yeah, exactly. And then later he's just like, still crazy, so he keeps being the Riddler or whatever. I I think for me, part of it is that he thinks that he... But that doesn't happen. Yeah, Yeah. I, I think he gets himself arrested to meet Batman for one, and I think also so that he can have credit for all of this. Like, I think that's a part of, of, of what he wants from all of this is for people to know that he did this and he, sure. he did all of this um, because it's all very personal for him. It's, this isn't really about the greater good of justice and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, it's a, it, I, <laughs> but even if it had blown up, like with with Batman in there, he's apparently explosion proof because it, that bomb goes off in his face. <laughs> oh my god, that was ridiculous! Yeah, like like directly into his open chin. And it's not like <laughs> oh, we're sitting across from the table and I'm seeing you. Batman has this man's face in his hands, and he's like, and remember, forehead there, to forehead, screaming like, "Tell me the name of the guy that was the rat." <laughs> Meanwhile, he has a package of explosives. Around his neck, the yeah. Ba- the yeah, the guy that's about to blow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Maybe they're scene. all pointing in. 
<laughs> Maybe all yeah. of the explosives are pointing in, so Batman doesn't get hurt very much. <laughs> it's it should so dumb. have like that's <sighs> broken that every bone in his body. Yeah, yeah. annihilated all of his internal organs. <laughs> uh huh. I don't yeah. care if you're wearing a suit; you're dead. Yeah, for sure. Like that. That is up there with the 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 bus scene, as far as like why does this not have consequences? <laughs> well, starting to get into the final thoughts. What do you think your least favorite of all those was, Rick? Um. Okay, so my least favorite aspect of this movie has to be the way the family stuff is handled. I don't I think it takes away more than it adds. Um I really I love that scene where he and Alfred are reconnecting after sure. the um after the whole bomb thing goes off and all that. But the the problem is that this family drama is not as focused as it needs to be. It doesn't add as much to the conflict between him and Riddler as it needs. It feels like it is pulling attention away. And that's the only time that I really feel the three hour runtime of this movie is when it's starting to get into this whole family drama situation. And I think that this is a worthy addition to the story as a whole, but I don't think it is as effective as it could have been. And because this movie is so long, that really stands out. Um, my favorite thing about this movie is is Robert Pattinson's Batman. He is my favorite. Can't just say the character as a whole. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, like this specific interpretation of him, the way that he plays him, I I I really uh, appreciate the fact that he's just so weird, and he's just like a very awkward, strange individual. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, that's the kind of guy that would put on a rubber suit and go fight crime. Like he, he has huge significant issues and it's clear that by the end of this movie, he is is seeing a way that he needs to improve, but he is not mentally healthy at all. (laughs) And I love that about this character. I think it's a really fun interpretation and I'm very excited to see what they would do with him next. Uh, At the end of the day, this is a flawed movie. It's, I think uh, I said this on Twitter. I think that The Dark Knight is still the best movie with Batman in it, but I think this is the best Batman movie. Um, okay. Because th- The Dark Knight is not about Batman. This movie is about Batman, and he's he's much more of a central character in this, and I think, than he is in that movie. Uh, we, we'll do that one day, and I'll have that argument <laughs> with him. Um, but yeah, I, I, that he's just he's fantastic. Uh, this movie isn't flawless, though. It's not perfect. Um, I'm going to give it four out of five... Uh, <laughs> four out of five dangling electric things that you could have just cut the end off of instead of the part that you're connected to and falling into the water like a dumbass. Uh, out of five. Fair enough. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Caleb, your final thoughts? I did not expect very much out of this, but I have to admit that I had a lot of fun. I would not say it was the... I definitely wouldn't say it's the worst Batman film I've ever seen. I'm not sure if I would say it's the best either. And I, you're really partial to that George Clooney. <laughs> One of you the things I uh, this Batman, but it includes bat nips. Is that right for you? And Riddler puns, yeah. more Riddler yeah, yeah, puns. Yeah. And perhaps one of the reasons for that is just because that each iteration of Batman that we see is so very different. This one stands so far apart. I don't really feel like I can compare it to the other batch. Mm-hmm. It is an entirely unique experience. I like the Batman. I like the the Joker. I like the Gotham. The Catwoman's eh. The Penguin's great. So there's a lot that I enjoyed about this film that I really didn't expect to. In terms of singular things, I made fun of you for saying Batman as a whole, but yeah, <laughs> I'm almost going to say the same thing. But Particularly, what my favorite thing was is that this is a younger Batman who doesn't have it all figured out. Yeah. I think they could have hammered, they could have utilized that component better if all of the bat tech 
wasn't quite there yet. Mm. You'd seen that some of this is still like, oh, this is a prototype that's going to be further improved. Sure. And maybe we got that in the car that it's not what we have seen other times. <laughs> and his bat suit that doesn't quite fly right. <laughs> and, and I liked the the way that he struggles emotionally and mentally with his role in the city and his influence on the city. Mm-hmm. I think that made for a really compelling and unique character. Yeah. Even though I've seen it almost a dozen times on screen at this point. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite. My least favorite thing was probably the way that they take... They, it took me out when I see that he is experiencing trauma that should basically kill a man. <laughs> yeah. Or just leave you on your knees <laughs> or unconscious. Any of these things, and it just doesn't seem to affect him at all. Yeah. That genuinely took me out and like, okay, this is a little bit bullshit. Yeah. And that's setting aside him taking an explosion to the face. He doesn't have a scratch on him completely. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Just knocks him out for a few hours. It was a, it was right. a healing coma. With that being I said. I do like how violently he was. He's like, don't touch my mask. Punch, punch, punch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to assault like four police officers. Punch, punch, punch. Yeah. <laughs> There's even the lines like, you, you just assaulted a police officer. I assaulted four. Three. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that being said, I had fun. And I think this is an excellent Batman movie. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Nervous wingsuits. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to go with you guys. Uh, this, this was a really, really fun Batman movie that had some issues. My least favorite part is, I'm not going to say Catwoman as a whole, because despite my personal feelings about Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> you just hate a, Zoe Kravitz for some reason. <laughs> it's a weird, she's a little weird alien person. <laughs> she just has very high cheekbones that stand out a lot. And this is a movie with Robert Pattinson in it. You're saying that's even weird in this it's, context? Right, so Sarah, how Sa- wide his jaw is and how narrow hers is. <laughs> so Sarah started roasting me uh, <laughs> last night because I was I was telling her about like my thoughts on the movie. And yeah. so I started talking about Zoe Kravitz and, mm. And like my personal feelings. I can't believe you didn't save it for the podcast. No, and and uh, and I was like, and you know, the other reason is because she reminds me of this person that I had a crush on when I was like a, a middle schooler, right? <laughs> when I was a middle schooler, like she just kind of looks like this this person I had. Sure, sure. And uh, as a middle schooler, like this actress that I that I was like, oh, she's really pretty. I, I like her. Sure. Uh, was Lisa Bonet? Okay. And I was like, yeah, and they look kind of similar. And so then I showed. I showed Sarah a picture and I was like, oh, look, like trying to, you know, Lisa Bonet versus right, Zoe right. Kravitz. And I show, oh, and hey, here's a picture of them actually together. Sure. And Sarah looks at me and goes, that's Zoe Kravitz's mom. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, was I like, did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was the, uh, she was one of the daughters from the Cosby show. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> one of the three shows you were allowed to watch as a child. <laughs> that's right. Uh, nothing wrong with the Cosby show. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say the Catwoman is my least favorite. Specifically, the scene where she's giving her backstory and it feels like an info dump that doesn't fit in yeah. with like that comes the way out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. It's not really necessary because you could have shown all that just in the way that she interacts with. She could have just wanted to kill Mark uh, Falcone just for killing her friend. Like that yeah. would have been more than enough. Exactly. Uh, so it it was just not great. Um, my favorite part of this movie. I, I agree with you guys. I love Robert Pattinson Batman specifically. Uh, that opening scene, yeah. the way that he talks about uh, putting fear into criminals yeah. in the city mm. and it's showing all these different criminals who like look into the look shadows, into the shadows and, and then just like peace out. Like, yeah. And then he comes out and starts fighting these Joker thugs like Beating or who the we assume shit out of that thugs. first one, yeah. too. Like mm. he wrecks that dude. It's, it's great. It sets the tone really well. 
Um, I just I really enjoy that scene. I agree with you guys. It's a solid four to five movie. Definitely worth definitely worth watching. Uh, guys, if you want to hear solid four to five content, you can go listen to more <laughs> of our podcasts. Our podcasts are available on our website at opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at opinioncast on Twitter and opinionated podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes and on Spotify. Between that and sharing us with your friends is the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. opinionated.